You're listening to the Restore Your Wealth and Health podcast, where it's never too early or too late to start or get back your health and wealth. In this podcast, I'll help share tangible tips to make a change and enhance your life. Let's get on to the episode. Five financial mistakes you could be making and don't even know it. When it comes to finances, a lot of the times we rarely know what it is that we're doing. We leave it into the hands of a financial advisor, our investment brokers, even the government. But to truly understand how important our finances actually are and making sure that they're in good hands, it's really important to learn the basics and to see what mistakes we could be costing us thousands, if not millions, as we get older. So what are these five financial mistakes that you think you could be possibly making? Mistake number one is paying yourself first. Yep, did you know that typically what we do is we take the money that we have We pay our bills, we do our groceries, and anything else that we need to do first when we get paid, and then whatever's left over is the money that we have left over that we save. But sometimes there may be money there, but more often than not, there really isn't anything left over. So many people live paycheck to paycheck. Does anyone else feel this way? It takes discipline to not spend money, but it's easy to not spend what you never see, right? Does that make sense? So how do we do this? Have a portion of your salary auto-deposited into your investment account, or at least a tax-free savings account, so that it's out of sight, out of mind, and out of your hands. Better yet, if you really want to get technical and save more, then having that income come out of your paycheck before it's taxed and into an RRSP or a 401k. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to be putting in thousands of dollars into your account, but if you're not having any money to save in the first place, A little out of sight, out of mind, will compound in the future. The truth is, if we have money, we spend money. So no matter how little or a lot that we do have. If you've ever heard yourself saying, once I win the lottery, or once I have a better paying job, or once I get that bonus, that you'll be better off. But the truth is, we won't be. Because no matter how much more money you have, that's just more money that you're going to spend. So taking something out of sight, out of mind, you have a better chance of saving for your future and having a more of a retirement as you get older. So that's a first mistake and one that I never learned myself and starting to learn myself to utilize for my own financial gain. But here's the next one that is a big one that you may not be making. And it's, you don't have a debt plan. Now let's be honest, most of us have all debt, whether it's large or small, we have some sort of debt, some good, some bad. By the way, if you did not know, your mortgage, although the banks call it an asset, is truly not an asset unless it's cash flowing, such as like a rental property. If you own a piece of property and have a mortgage on it, and you're having someone pay rent to that property, that's considered a cash flowing asset. Otherwise, it's really not an asset because you're just paying money to the bank and you're just having all of these extra interests that you're paying and it's really not benefiting you in the long run, even though the banks count it as that. But let's talk a little bit smaller, such as like say student loans, credit cards, line of credit, car loans, etc. We all have them, right? But the thing is we just keep paying the minimum monthly or nothing at all. You know, sometimes that happens where, you know, you have no money left over, you don't pay your bills because of high interest rates. It's so much harder to pay off our debt, but we can create a plan. So how do we do so? So there's two different methods that you can use to creating a debt plan when it comes to repaying that off. You can try and do it yourself without having any 
consolidation or bankruptcy. But don't get me wrong, I know sometimes it can get too deep too fast that those may be your only options. I know I've been there. I've said this before. I've learned these mistakes earlier on. Now, now that I know these things, I'm able to keep myself out of a hole further. So here's two different methods. It all depends on what your goals are and depends on whether you're looking for something that's more, you know, visual or something that you can handle long term. So there's two methods. Method number one is the snowball effect. Now, it's not a snowball rolling down a hill in the winter, which I'm so not looking forward to coming up fast. Summer, I wish it could stay, but school's back in. So, you know, we're at where we are. It's that method of paying down the smallest debt that you owed first with a larger payment each month while paying the minimum on the rest. Then once that's paid off, you move on to do the same thing to the next smallest debt. Now, take note here, if two debts have the same amount, but one is higher in interest, always, always, always go and pay off the higher interest first. The pros to this kind of method is a satisfaction of paying off debt. The difference between here is that you're paying higher interest in the long run. Now, the second method. Second method is considered the avalanche effect. Again, this isn't a winter theme, I promise. The idea of this method is to pay down the debt, the higher interest debt first, while paying the minimum balance on the other debts. Now, there's some pros to this is that you will pay off debt faster with less interest in the long run. However, it can take a lot longer to pay all off the individual debts. So that satisfaction of paying off an individual debt at a time may not be so easy and you won't be able to see it right away, but you will be able to have less paying interest in the long run, which is so beneficial. I also have some pretty cool tools that can help you manage your money a little bit more. So if you'd like them, feel free to reach out to me by emailing me at ryanhedges at hotmail.com. So let's get on to mistake number three. And that's one, again, that I didn't really pay much attention to until the last year. And that's my credit score. And, you know, most people are thinking, like, what credit score? Because most people don't really look at their credit score. But then there's also those who also look at it a lot. So do you really know what your credit score is? And if so, do you pay attention to the details in your report? Because if not, I do encourage you to use sites like Credit Karma, which is completely free and is a great way to see your credit score. So why is knowing your credit score so important? Well, having a good credit score can save you thousands of dollars in interest over your lifetime. The better your score, the better the rate of interest you're offered when you're borrowing money for things like cars, homes, or personal loans. But also knowing is what your score is to ensure the accuracy and to make sure that there's no fraud. It's very, very important to see this. So for example, my husband and I use this service, especially because we have claimed bankruptcy in the past that I've talked about. So we wanna make sure that other, our scores have increased and that there isn't any discrepancies on our report. We have some accounts showing that were open, but had never been actually opened by us, and they ended up hurting our scores in the long run. So it's a good way to see it and be able to dispute them. You can check yours out for yourself by using the site, like I said, um, but never, whatever you do, do not pay for your credit score. You can get it free and get a report every single month through Credit Karma, like I mentioned, or you can also get a free report every 12 months from Equifax or TransCanada Union. And so that gives you that you know free monthly report. And so I encourage you to kind of get that so you can get that full one at least once a year so you can see it and compare it to also your Credit Karma as well. So it's kind of good to do both, which is you know very beneficial to seeing everything that's actually happening with your credit score because it's important, right? So on a side note, I did 
myself, my husband actually, he makes a big mistake with our credit score and he's going to probably listen to this later and be like, why are you telling these people? Uh, but you know what? He'd made a mini mistake and that was to be obsessed with his credit score and he was obsessed with improving it. And it's important and it's to have a good score and to take a look at it, um, especially if you're going to go and, you know, need a landlord to do a check um, on an apartment if you're renting one or some employers also need to check it. But if you're chasing that near mythical 850 credit score, you need to relax. So unless you're in the market for like a big purchase, like a car or home, you don't need to worry too much about your score, but you do need to have a general idea of where it's at and anything really over 760 will be enough to get you the best rates. So mistake number four. Now, I am not this person. I am a super frugal person, so I want to talk about this for a second. And that's paying full price for everything. So if you do know me well, this is one mistake, like I said, I do not make. There's so many ways you can help save money on what you spend monthly. If you find a discount code or a coupon, technically, if you have, if there's something out there, I will find it. Um, you can use you can even get discount codes for like restaurants, travel, clothing, activities, you name it. You can find it basically. Using sites like Groupon is also a really good one. You can get coupons in the mail. You can also use coupon sites like Save.ca and WebSaver. Those can give you coupons that you can use for groceries and general items that you purchase on a monthly basis. You can also use sites like Amazon. They're great for finding deals on things that you're most likely already to buy. And if you do purchase Amazon Prime, which I totally think it's a really good idea um, because you can buy a lot of things online and have it shipped to your door, which also saves you time and money in the long run. There's also things like resort rewards programs, things like coffee at Starbucks, for example, or Tim Hortons or, you know, in Canada, uh, our PC Optimum, which is like a shopper, our shopper's drug mart works for like PC stores like Zares and No Frills. Um, you can earn points that turn into dollars that you can then use in your groceries and essentials, just like earning your coffee for free. Plus my favorite, this is my favorite of all things, and that's price matching. I am the queen of price matching and couponing. I actually have a lifetime supply of floor cleaner in my basement right now because I did price matching and couponing. And I've had this in my basement for like four or five years now. Um, so there's so many ways that you can earn and get cash back on things. And by price matching is a really good way to be able to save a little bit of money in the long run that's going to compound over time. Now, I'm going to be honest here. Even though I'm the queen of price matching, I definitely fall victim to the evil stares at the checkout line. But guess what? I don't care. You know why? Because I'm the one getting my weekly groceries for three adults and a growing boy who eats more than I do under $130 a week. So did you know that you can find discounts also for things such as like massages and spas and you can price match some of these things too but it's very very rare but it is something that you can do if you spend the time looking for it but i definitely love price matching at grocery stores because i plan my weekly meals on this i meal prep and i plan what i'm gonna do for the week based on what's on sale what i can price match and what i can coupon with it too to save as much money as i possibly can so with spas and massage treatments and wine tours and all those kind of things, you can definitely go out and find some sort of coupon for it. So go do a quick Google. 
do a quick Google search for something that you're looking for and do this before any time you are purchasing something because I guarantee you, you will find some sort of coupon for it or a discount that you can utilize. Now, don't get me wrong. I do pay full price for a lot of things like local um, artisans and stuff like that, that I purchase things because I do find value in homemade things and I don't ever want to discount those things. But stuff like big box companies and big stores, you can do that. And so I definitely take advantage of that. So mistake number five, and this is the last one in our financial mistakes that you could be making. And one of them is always deciding things based on money. And I definitely fall victim to this. And you know what, it's, it's definitely hard not to make a decision without looking at money. But the problem is, is that sometimes we just use money as the only factor. So I think it's great to just not take, take that into consideration, but don't always use that as making your deciding factor because of money. Um, some things are more valuable. Yes, if you're taking the $100,000, 80 hours a week job, yeah, you will have extra money. But I've said this before, just because you have more money doesn't mean that you will be able to have more money to save. Chances are you're going to save it. You're going to end up spending more of it. Um, but when you take that job, that $100,000 job, what's going to happen? You're probably going to have what? No sleep, not have a chance to exercise, no social life. Truly, that's not really a life to live. So is it really worth that $100,000 paying job working all those hours that requires you to never see your family and get to enjoy your life it's just so you can have extra money? There are so many better ways to earn money without sacrificing your time like this. I've chatted before, so I encourage you to check back on some of the previous Facebook Lives that I have done, and I will talk a little bit more about these in future podcasts as well. Some perks are more important than a salary when it comes to weighing job offers. Good health coverage, good RSPs, family leave, the ability to work from home sometimes, those things matter too and may keep you more money in your pocket in the long run than taking a job that's gonna have a higher scale of number at the long run, which by the way, the more money you make, the more money you are taxed. And you all hear about this in other future podcasts as well. So. Let's do some really quick numbers just so you can kind of see some general ideas here. Um, so say, for example, that you are working a job that pays you $14 an hour. Based on 21% of the people in Canada aged between 15, 15 and 64, they averagely make about $14 an hour. So now you have one child that is in daycare while you're working a $41 a day. Statistics show that the average cost per day for a toddler, by the way, is $41. So say you make $112 a day working eight hours. Now, after you have your taxes taken off, your take home pay is approximately $92 a day. So now, if you're paying daycare fees of $41 a day, then you're basically left with $51. And if you really technically look, break that down a little further, that's you working at $6.37 an hour. Like, does that really seem like it's worth it to work so hard for $6 an hour? One of the reasons I choose to be in the network marketing space in the first place is that exact reason. But I want to go into detail here. I encourage you to reach out to me if you want to hear more information. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you got value from this, I would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and family. And I would love to hear your comments and your questions as well. 
But if you also got value from this, I do have a list of 15 other financial mistakes that you could be making. So feel free to reach out to me and I'll definitely share those with you. You can also check that through emailing me at ryanhedges at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Thanks again for listening to the Restore Your Wealth and Health podcast. For show notes and more information, you can visit my website at restoreyourwealth.ca or also for more inspiration, you can follow me on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash heyitsryanh. Thanks again and see you next time.